We watch a movie, maybe read a book, or look at some kind of art. And we talk about it together and say lots of interesting things, and one of those things is our favorite parts. This is Favorite Parts with Allison and Trey. Hi, Trey. Hey, Allison. Uh, welcome to Favorite Parts, Trey. I know, the listening public. <laughs> yeah. We are proudly on what number three now? Third episode. Whoa. The yeah, trilogy. Basically like Saturday Night Live at this point now. <laughs> Just as long. <laughs> Such a storied history. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, an institution, I would say. Uh too. today we're gonna talk about Dune, but before we do, mm-hmm. I have to issue a correction from our Ooh. last episode when I said Alana Himes name wrong several times <laughs> throughout the episode. How, how, how did you say it the first time? I said Elena Haim, which mm. has a nice internal rhyme, <laughs> um, <laughs> but is not the way that her name is pronounced. Um, okay. Shout out to my friend Adam who texted me to be like, hey, you said this wrong. And also here's a playlist called Heim Time, which is how I remember how to say the last name Heim. Um, I apologize to Alana Heim, who I assume has already listened to our episode <laughs> and been very disappointed <laughs> in my lack of research on pronunciation. Um, I did do some name pronunciation research in preparation for this week's film. So, uh, hopefully it'll be a lesson learned <laughs> and not a repeated mistake, but apologies for that mistake. All right. Trey Dune. Yeah. Mm. Dune. What's what's it about, Trey? Tell us. Yeah. So Dune uh is a film directed by Denis Villeneuve, who did uh he did Blade Runner and he did Arrival. But Dune, which was a novel and was an 80s film with Kyle McLaughlin, uh, this version directed stars... by David Lynch. Did you know David Lynch? Directed? Yeah, I did know that. I, I forgot was that though. Shocked to see that. Anyway, okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Uh, but for people who don't know, Dune yes. is like a like future dystopian type of sci-fi fantasy uh, movie about a young chosen boy who is destined to unite. And uh, like, I guess like, so, dude, this is my whole thing. Allison, I hated this movie and I found it <laughs> boring. And I am unable so, uh, to summarize it. Yeah. Due to it's, my uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and Oscar Isaac and Zendaya in the sand. Zendaya. The... That was Zendaya. my favorite research. Oh, fuck, Zendaya. I call her Zendaya. Don't worry, I'm here to tell you how to pronounce everyone's names from now on. Right. That's good. Zendaya um, and Jason Momoa, shout out. Yes. I mean, it actually has a lot of people in it, but it's... A lot of famous people in it. Yeah. Future... I kept being like, whoa, he's in it? I know. David um, Batista. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Future movie in the sand. I think, yeah, I called it Star Wars in the Desert. Mm, I've thought about that, but yes. That, I think that's exactly what, it, like the, the connections to Star Wars are quite uh, multifaceted, I would say. Like there's an emperor, there's mm-hmm. all this like interstellar travel. Mm-hmm. Are you a big Star there's Wars like fan? a father-son thing. No, I've seen one Star War. Wow. You've seen like a star skirmish then, if you only... <laughs> Well, I said, I've seen one of the movies. Which one? I think it was The Emperor Strikes Back. It's the one where he says, Luke, I have no father. <laughs> with the Darth Vader. The one with the, you know, the sword fight. 
<laughs> I think I'm just going to let you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me tell you more about it. <laughs> wait, wait, we're talking about Dune though. It, Empire they, Strikes yes. Back is the one you saw. Empire Strikes Back. Is that what I said? Yeah. Okay, you, I think you started saying Emperor, but I... But, well, uh, one of them. Empire. The Emperor, the Empire. Aren't they the same, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Did you like, did you like Dune? Whew, okay. I went in knowing that this was not going to be my cup of tea, as they say. Mm. Right? I was like, this is not the film that I would pick <laughs> where several choices spread before me. Um, I did think that... I would say that I did not hate it. Like I wasn't like, oh God, this film is terrible. It did seem, Mm -hmm. which is a running theme for the movies that we've talked about. It was very long. (laughs) It was two and a half hours long. So long. And you could tell that it was a movie that had been adapted from a very detailed book that, you know, constructed an entirely different universe with a lot of like intricate backstory and like, and intricate detail. And I felt like they, it seems like they did a pretty good job. I mean, I, I would be interested to know what, you know, Dune heads or whatever people who really love Dune are called uh, thought about it. Uh, I have literally no understanding of what the reception from fans of Dune was. Yeah. Um, but it seemed, I remember thinking several times like, oh, that's pretty cool. Or like this idea is interesting to me. Like, it's very it felt there's a very allegorical which is acceptable to me in this particular kind of film um and I did think there were there were just like small interesting touches well some of them were small some of them were large like they had the ring I don't know if you remember these are like things that I I took notes during the movie in order to keep track of like who these people were because there's like all these different planets or countries I wasn't sure what but there's like you know groups of people or whatever and they all are sort of portrayed in different ways and you're trying to understand the power dynamics between lots of different groups so I had to write things about that down but I also wrote down things like the dad has a really cool ring that he wears (laughs) that he uses to seal a letter oh yeah it comes up later also it's like given to Paul, I think at the end of the movie, yeah. but I remember being like, that would, that's just like a very cool ring. There was also like a floating lantern that yes. like followed Paul as he was walking down a hallway. And then there's also a very interesting, like, you know, there's like these hummingbird planes that have yeah. like multiple flapping wings. It was sort of yeah. like a helicopter, but built like a hummingbird. Oh, see, I thought of them as like dragonflies. Okay. That's more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> You win. What it's worth. <laughs> I was like, what's a thing that flaps its wings quickly? Hummingbird done. <laughs> anyway, and then there was the suit that they wore in the desert that recycled yeah. their sweat mm-hmm. so that they could drink it. And I kept thinking, like, what does recycled sweat taste like? <laughs> I just hope they had, I hope they had like a filtration that would make it not taste terrible. Mm. Um so those kinds of things I thought were really interesting. Uh, it was like visually interesting, like the fact that the, I don't know, I the whole time I was sort of trying to figure out who was supposed to represent what real thing in the world that we live in, right? Like, who, is the US supposed to be characterized by something? Is this about, like, is Spice a, 
uh, stand in for oil. Is that too obvious? But it felt like, you know, there's a desert people and these people are coming from the outside to take this very valuable thing from the land that's used as fuel. And it's called Arrakis, which happens to sound a lot like Iraq. <laughs> which I don't know. There was lots of, and the Freemen, they're called the Free, the Fremen, which sounds a lot yeah. like Freemen. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot about those kinds of things. So those things like kept me thinking a lot throughout the film, which I enjoyed. So it yeah. felt like a little bit more, I don't know, intellectual than like your average action movie. It, it felt to me a lot like Star Wars felt. The one time I saw it. <laughs> As a Star Wars historian, you are saying <laughs> it's deep connection. <laughs> okay, Trey, did you like the film? No, I could, I could, I could. Yes, tell me more about why you did not like the film. So, so as people like the seven people that listen to us uh, will appreciate hearing. <laughs> so, we have 62 Instagram followers. Thank you, Trey. I think the yield on that might be a little low. <laughs> I assume they all listen to us every episode. Religiously. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, you know, we have gotten into the habit now of like talking a little bit before we like start these episodes. And I told Allison that I have like a big caveat around. Oh yeah. Um, what was your caveat? So, yeah, so we take notes so we can like be semi-coherent when we get together and talk about these films. And so Mm -hmm. I had like my little notebook out, like no one can see this, but you, Allison, but I have this little gray notebook, which I like record. It's a very cute notebook, everyone. very cute. Yeah. It has one of those little tassel bookmark things Mm -hmm. built in. Wow. It's got my little name in it and stuff. I prefer a spiral personally, but go ahead, Trey. That's fine. You just your Um, Yours is so basic looking. (laughs) Well, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I am a basic bee. <laughs> this is going to be our next episode. Um, <laughs> but no, I so I like I like try to dot down, especially since these movies are so fucking long. Anyway, I like had this notebook, and I was about thirty minutes into the film, already feeling lost, and I like paused. I like brought up the little reader on like. How much more time? It's like fucking. Mm. I got two more Ooh. hours of this. It's a recurring so, theme in these movies. Yes. So what I did to in order to did get you watch it on one point five time? No, I oh. took an edible. <laughs> did not curveball. <laughs> did not see that coming. <laughs> and you did improve your viewing experience, Trey. Well, I'm gonna like quickly gloss over what I uh, uh, or run through some of the notes that I took down. I would love to hear your Hi. edible induced notes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have here uh, all the sand movies. Mad Max. Star Wars. Mm. Jaws. Spider-Man 3. Enter the Sandman. <laughs> These are obviously Wait, all, not all the movies. Star Wars a sand movie? Yeah, the first. Oh, right. Because no. you've only seen one fucking Dead. Star Wars movie. But the very first Star Wars movie it's like opening sand. scene is in the sand. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds right. <laughs> oh, thank you. Can't, can't confirm. <laughs> thank, thank you, Lucas family member. <laughs> Continue. Uh, I also have here Great British Bake Off, which uh, I know Ooh. why we texted about this. Oh, yes, uh, you did mention this. I fucking hate this movie because it does this typical sci-fi fantasy thing where every character, like they have, like, these, not every character. Not every character, but many of the characters. My guy, Jason Momoa, like, Josh Brolin. Yeah. 
numbers. Well, the, yeah, but there's this whole thing with all these sci-fi movies and fantasy films and stuff. Like Game of Thrones did this. Uh, there's a mm. Netflix series, The Witcher, that does this. The Lord of the Rings does this too, where like this idea of like alternate Earth language, uh, English language, is always steeped in this affected like British accent. And you didn't have, like, think it was a commentary of... on colonialism? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think these people are that culturally didn't, nuanced around like this a stuff. Half, a half didn't even get a half second pause before the no. <laughs> no, no, okay. I don't think so. And even if so, like it still fits this like lineage of trope inside of uh unintended trope craps inside of uh this this genre in general where it, like mm-hmm. these characters all speak in this like you know the queen's english kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so i didn't like it for that i also found like i don't know i this to me this was like celibate nerd talk the, whole, the entire time like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa Did not see that. you know i just so there pictured- wasn't enough sex for you no, which is a whole other thing that I have about these types of films too. It's like mm. they clearly, and I think superhero films do this a lot too, where they do all these things around acknowledging sexual relationships, but they are ultimately very sexless in mm. like interaction. Like everything's pretty chaste. Um, True. Which is always like so weird to me. Like again, superhero movies do this. I think a lot you of you don't think that's because movies. of like the American, you know, Puritan inheritance where like violence know. is okay, but sex is not. Probably, maybe. Uh, speaking, I do want to say something about the chasteness. I was shocked to find out that the mother and father were not married to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, what are you, 83? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I just it I because it's so much about like lineage and oh yeah the you know like this family is producing this heir and blah 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 and I was like I like I I guess I just and it was just sort of like the way they tell you in the movie is they show the father saying I knew I should have married you like the whole I think the whole time I was just because the mother and father interact I don't know yeah. they she was they were like in the same house you know <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody i think it's like the baron or somebody makes fun of the dad and uh or tries to piss him off and says something about his concubine which is i just like that word mom. yeah i don't know i was just like i thought there was like a yeah i guess i thought it was like a royal family situation well there is like this whole notion of like royalty lineage and there's like a, aren't they the house of something like yeah but honestly uh, like i'm gonna let you carry all this because i like really did not give a fuck about this stuff wow well that's a pretty heavy weight to place on my shoulders <laughs> <laughs> okay these are some things that i thought about while watching <laughs> atreides yeah. that's paul atreides atreides yeah paul atreides and they would just chant Timothy like Chalamet. atreides atreides which is why i thought atreides was the united states and i just thought about people going like you is <laughs> Because they're a highly militarized nation. Yeah. And Jason Momoa reminded me very much of like a special forces guy. Shout out to my brother who was a special forces guy. Mm. Uh, because they are like, they're in the army, but they're allowed to like have beards and stuff. Yeah. And he was like the advanced man who went into uh, Iraqis and like eventually oh. the, the Fremen like take him in and show him their ways. Yeah. Um, which is a very like SF kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I kept thinking like, it felt to me like Atreides was supposed to be the United States. And there, the fact that the valuable 
mineral or whatever it is, is called spice. Like really felt like it hit, hit, was hitting over the head with this idea of like, you know, wealth extraction from black and brown parts of the world. Mm. Right. Like you really when you're, did pay much more attention. To <laughs> well, there's like, it's like, oh yes, the East India company. Like, <laughs> but the fact that it was called spice and it's used, yeah. like it has two uses. One is to power like spaceships. And the other one is to be used in religious ceremonies by the native people of this land. And it was just like, mm. you know, yeah, one is like invaluable to commercial assets and one is like also invaluable, but in a way that like you can't measure in profit or I don't know. There was there were a lot of sort of uh uh I thought like parallels between like narratives about colonialism and empire. Yeah. But the weird part, I think the part where some of this sort of fell apart for yeah, me this- was. Okay. The idea of the emperor, right? Like Atreides was going to Arrakis because the emperor sent them there. And so then in my head, I was like, who's the emperor? Like, you know, I was just trying to connect this analogy to make it make a little bit more sense. So I don't think mm. it's like a one-for-one comparison, but I do think that it it delves into some of those ideas. Yeah. Um, and I think the idea, they don't fully explain the idea of Paul being the Messiah or like the chosen one, but it's sort of, you get the feeling that that's what it's leading up to. I should also say like this film is only half of the first book, which is the first in a series of six books. Yeah. I <laughs> so, was like reading a little bit. I was reading around about this stuff is that uh, like a conventional like you were asking about like dune heads and stuff like that like a conventional take on like the sure series is that <laughs> sure <laughs> um is that uh because like to, yeah, right. uh, we are you were about, like, i will have you know <laughs> right. yeah Sorry. pardon me <laughs> and then they seal it with a ring and a wax <laughs> honestly i would be honored to receive a letter would you with a ring wax yeah, that's it's so probably cool. Like their, it's probably their like earwax. I knew you were gonna say earwax. That's so gross. Okay, sorry. No, anyway, I was just gonna say that like what I was reading around about this stuff is that uh, for a lot of Dune fans of this six part series, like the general take is that it's diminishing returns after the first part. Um, mm. A lot of people feel like Frank Herbert, who wrote the original yeah. Dune series, um, just kind of like loses the thread on stuff after a while. I'm guessing it has a lot to do with like. You know, I think this this movie works. I think a lot of rises or falls on your willingness to invest in all the world building that's that happens right. in it. Like if right. you're captivated by this stuff, yes, then the movie works for you. If you're not, yeah, you're eating edibles Agreed. and trying to make your way through it. Right. I mean, which is I think why it is like Star Wars, right? Like you either yeah. love it or you're like, eh. It inspired Star Star Wars. That's why it was like uh when oh, you did it? okay yeah. Lucas and a couple of other people cite Dune as like as as one of their influences mm. and like yeah, look you see all this yeah and it's got all this other typical shit too right like the white boy kind of chosen boy kind of yes, stuff like that's right right which is not- oh, and that was the other thing I wrote down was when I was high I wrote down uh I put uh <laughs> uh Zendaya Zendaya and Daya. I was gonna it's Zen so the word Zen the word day Zen, ah. day uh 
That's how she explained it in a video that I watched. That's great. I don't watch any videos on her. Uh, Watch her on mute. Um, Then Bea (laughs) and Timothy. Misogynistic, but go ahead. (laughs) I don't need to hear what this bitch had to say. (laughs) You got one job. Sorry, Zendaya. (laughs) (laughs) I put put Zendaya and Timothy aren't human. And I put that down because. Because they're like otherworldly beautiful. Or... Well, not even like I mean they they are both I would say they they are both those things but like Agreed. I feel like part of the like casting that works for both of them in a lot of situations is that she's like very racially ambiguous in nature and yep. he's arguably like agendered in uh mm. in a lot of ways like he mm. looks androgynous in a lot of ways and like right I think a lot about how sometimes there's this low key commentary about the visualization of sci-fi futures where there's mm. an erasure of a lot of don't you know i have a running groups. theory that bts is the future uh, who is bts oh my God. the <laughs> japanese pop group it's like behind the scenes behind the scenes of what <laughs> behind the scenes of our future with bts <laughs> never listen to bts so yeah that's what i wrote down too or something i feel you know you know i think like you look at the two of them you look at oscar isaac you look at jason momoa even dave batista Please. like there's all these like kind of like blended featured people oh um, yeah yes there was a lot of uh brownness i should say yeah right but Where like, it's like comfortable brownness which is just what white, white people like just a I pinch really of brownness love a little splash <laughs> <laughs> well because it, it also means like you could sort of be you know anything and i think that is I do agree that that's kind of like, I think something that Zendaya that allows her to exist in lots of different spaces in certain ways. Um, yeah. And, oh God, I was going to say something. I can't remember it. I, I think Timothy, how do you say his name? Timothy? Chalamet. Timothy. Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. I don't. That sounds in an episode that started with me having to apologize to say something wrong. I am not redeeming myself. It's all um. I can't remember where I was going, but I would just like to say his hair looks great in this film. It does. It does. Like I just kept looking at it and being like, "Wow, the desert is doing wonders." It's all that recycled sweat he's using it to style his hair. So true. Mm. Yeah. What do you think recycled sweat tastes like? I don't know. I spent a lot of time thinking. I mean, you would think it would be salty, right? But yeah, they said sweat and tears, which was a little sad. Um, <laughs> tears are definitely salty. <laughs> I know because I've <laughs> tasted are, oh. the ones of my enemy. There's <laughs> a rare moment of vulnerability coming out here. I know what tears taste like because I've cried many times. <laughs> um, okay, Trey. Yeah. This might be a difficult question to answer, but what okay. was your favorite part of the film? My favorite part, honestly, was researching how to say the director's name appropriately. Wow. This is the theme of the episode. Yeah. I feel like it's like a name pronunciations. pronunciations. Yeah. So Denis Veneuve. Deneuve. <laughs> wow, you nailed it, it I assume. Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> <laughs> I just said it in a more interesting way. It sounded okay. like you were trying to mock Denier. a French like t- oh. <laughs> Exactly, like a typical American. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, okay. What was I, your favorite part? I had two things that I would like to discuss as potential favorite parts. 
Mm. One, <clears throat> I didn't really understand what was happening, but I did write this down as hand in the pain box. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That just stood out to me as like a really interesting theme, uh, scene and also uh, one where the woman was the person in power. She was like the old person in power. Yeah, yeah. There is this whole like other kind of like, they call it the way I think. And it felt very much like Jedi kind of stuff. Um, Boy, you really milking a lot out of watching one Star Wars one movie. <laughs> that I saw 20 years ago. Um, yeah. I would, oh, I, I, I remember what I was gonna say earlier. I think I wonder if like the difference between Dune and Star Wars is that Star Wars was written to be a movie, right? And Dune oh, yeah. is adapted <laughs> from a book. And I just think that there's, it's sometimes very difficult to adapt. Like there's some books that just don't need to be adapted in my personal yeah. opinion, because yeah. you can't, you just can't achieve what the book could achieve in a way that's going to be satisfying. Um, with that being said, I did find the exposition parts to be interesting. <laughs> where it's like Paul is studying, you know, the land that they're about to visit and they're sort of explaining the backstory of this place or like they're explaining what a sandworm is. They're explaining what yeah. spice is, you know, there are various different like cultural aspects. Um, I think because it all seemed very like intricate and thoughtful to me, which I appreciated. And mm -hmm. I thought the way that they, you're going to have to do a lot of exposition in a movie like this. And I thought the way they did it was like not terrible because they did him studying. And it also was like him watching like a 3d video. Yeah. So it was like a cool technology thing combined with explaining the place. But yeah, the pain box was my favorite scene though. I would say. I forgot about that. I feel like I was in a pain box for two and a half hours. <laughs> And I won't say what part of my body felt like was in a pain box. <laughs> it wasn't your hand. Um, it was not my hand. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. Well, there was also a line right after the pain box that I really enjoyed, which was when the like nun teacher, I don't know what exactly she was, yeah. said so much potential wasted in a male. Mm, I did catch that. That was good. That, was like, that made me laugh. That's clever. <laughs> Uh, would you like recommend this movie to people? Oh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, as you know, Trey, I used to be a middle school teacher and I feel right. like I would imagine some of my middle schoolers who are now in their twenties, uh, but you know, the ones who are like really into sci-fi and stuff like that, I could see them really liking this movie and yeah. thinking it was cool and interesting in a way that probably seems like hipper and more current than star wars you know because mm -hmm. it's like star wars for today <laughs> interesting <laughs> okay uh, would you recommend the movie i would recommend there's only two camps of people i would recommend this movie for Ooh. um people who are i hate and i want to inflict pain on <laughs> terrible you know what movie you should watch <laughs> <Yeah>. dude <laughs> that would be, Sorry, go that ahead. would be yes. no uh the two people, people who... or two groups i would and maybe there's some overlap but like i think it's like it is great for deep cut nerds and wait what is a deep cut nerd just i don't know folks do like really like fuck with like 
again, like the extensive world building around this stuff. And like, I don't know, I found the movie like very isolating in a lot of ways. Like it felt disconnected from everything. And I think sometimes like- Kind of like being in the desert tray. (laughs) Yeah, or like being like a celibate nerd, like I said. Um, (laughs) Which is the other group I would recommend. (laughs) Okay, so- TikTok geeks. Um, (laughs) What did you say? What was the first one? Meticulous nerds? Something like that? uh, Deep cut, deep cut. Deep cut. Okay. Yeah. And, and then I, th- I think other than that, like the way that I enjoyed it, like I think the only other way to like get through it is like, hi, like if you're somebody who like. <laughs> Someone who's into edibles. <laughs> yeah. So you like to get high? Check out Dune, baby. <laughs> Boy, if I got the movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> you barely have to pay attention. Right. When you come back to for That's moments true. of coherency, you will constantly see sand. Um <laughs> You'll feel like you've missed nothing because you haven't because they're talking about the same fucking shit for the last wow. half an hour. Okay, this is you have hated two of the three movies that we've talked. Wait, about. what's the other one? Licorice Pizza. Oh, look. Oh, yeah. You, what did you, I tell you? I called it Lick My Butt Pizza. <laughs> Which is, I don't know what to say. Today. <laughs> okay. Oh, my other favorite part was when yeah. Zendaya finally shows up, which doesn't happen until the last like 15 minutes of a two well, and a half hour movie. She's yes, seen in they glimpses. They do the flash forward, but the whole time yeah. you're like, when's she coming? Where? Yeah. You know, like her face is real big on the movie poster. But she is. is only in the film for 15 minutes besides the flash forwards, which don't take up that much time. They don't. Oh, yeah. the other part that was interesting was that it, it there's a lot about dreams being like very important. Even the the opening, there's an opening quote about dreams being like i don't know windows to the future or something like that and dreams come up a lot which i don't know as someone who has trouble remembering their dreams really you should write them down in your little notebook i try but i forget like moments after i open my eyes i'm like what was happening i gotta go i gotta get dressed (laughs) wow i I like i remember most of my dreams the next day do you yeah definitely well congrats to you thank you been a rose on your nose. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything else you would like to say about Dune, Trey? Um, it did, you know, even though I didn't enjoy it, it, it did make me kind of curious, like, what would it mean to watch the first one that was done in, mm. I think, 84 with Kyle McLaughlin and a couple of people? Like, I'm just, I always remember it from being a kid, like, seeing lots of, like, images around that movie. Okay. movie. And uh, just being kind of curious about, because it did have like this like Star Wars adjacent feel to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm kind of curious to, I mean, it's the 80s. So it probably felt even wider and more boring and sterile than this one did. Uh, Sting I do think, was in it. Like, did you know that? Yeah, I love Sting. It's I a know. fun fact. Apparently yeah. his role is going to be difficult to reprise. Huh. Really? According to one article. <laughs> oh, <laughs> One article, one Star Wars movie. You are an expert. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you thought, so okay. do you think you're going to actually watch Dune 1984? <laughs> no, no. There's 8 million <laughs> other things I'd rather watch. <laughs> okay. Well, that was Dune. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about The Power of the Dog, oh, which shit, is a right. movie that you can stream on Netflix. And we're also going to be chatting about the rest of the films that have been nominated either for Best Picture or some of the other, you know, more notable categories 
at the Oscars yeah. because the Oscars is next Sunday by the time you hear this. That's right. So, March 27th. Try to watch as many as you can before then. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. After what you <laughs> said right. to me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's for you, Trey and me. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. We did it. I'll see you next Another week. Another one done. You got Good it, job. Allison. All right. Bye. Yeah. Bye.